you pull up to the airport, throw the car in park and leave it. Let's be honest, you're not coming back for it. You've got a hot lead. Or so you think. Sunny, Ben, Lily, and Carrie, Sunny's mom, approach the same rotunda in which they fought Andrew, in which Declan Reed died. Everything gets quiet, fades away. You look up, you see a bright blue glow as you ascend stairs you cannot see and step through the portal. Welcome or welcome back to Late to the Party, folks. I'm Jordan Balky. I am your dungeon master, and we are in season two of, I guess, is this season called The Magic City? <laughs> how, no. How does that work? <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's up to you, Jordan. We're, we're, we're going to have to come. Playing <laughs> the minds of Fendelvert now, actually. <laughs> Yes, this this season we will be only doing the Tomb of Horrors module from the 70s. Um, hi, I'm Ethan Edgehill. I play the character Ben Allen Roth. And a Ben Allen Roth fun fact is that uh, Ben, for those of you who didn't listen to our little thing that we did on Patreon, Ben uh, learned some different kind of magic over yeah. the over the summer vacation <laughs> between the seasons. Um, I, I have reclassed Ben Allen Roth as mostly a sorcerer. We'll get into some of what that means and some of the interesting flavor about that uh, down the road. But I do magic different now to some extent. I have some of the same magic and some new magic. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. The I most important hoodie. thing. <laughs> new hoodie. I love it. You retired the leather coat. Got a, got a hoodie. That's right. The leather coat's been retired, according to absolutely none of the fan art. But I did, I did retire the leather coat. Uh, after I got fired, I retired the leather coat. Actually, I think for the last time I was at this airport, I retired the leather coat and bought like a like a Justin Bieber type That's hoodie with the, with the white strings, like an American Apparel hoodie from the, the mid 2000s. Wow, you weren't thinking like regal cape with hood? Uh, well, I mean, I'm talking about pre uh, pre new thing. Figure I don't know what the new thing is. So, okay. that makes but sense rest then. assured, Ben will be dressed in whatever the highest of fashion that uh, comes with this new land. Well, I guess I'll go next. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Camille Leonard playing the lovely, the very warm and cuddly Lily Davis and uh, excited to uh, waltz into season two. A lot of questions for Lily that got dropped on her in the end there. So that'll be exciting to explore. And uh, who knows what's going to happen this season. But mm -hmm. Lily's fun fact for today is that she missed everyone over break. Aww. Lily had emotions. That's so endearing. That's not that fun. 
<laughs> How dare you? That was the most fun. I'm having fun already. For me. And and who are you? Hi, I'm Tyler Doobie. I play Sunny Days, a cleric. And um, yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> for season two. <laughs> we just got to Sunny Days, a cleric. <laughs> I don't know what I am. Uh, you know. It's the one consistent thing for Sunny. Yeah, it, I, I still retained that. I retain all of my mat. Oh, God. My God. Oh, this is a very sad part for me where I realize that Rihanna and I will not be on the same realm. Ooh, let's see how that uh, rolls out. But my, my fun fact is actually sort of for Lily. I know Camille didn't listen to the bit where I t- told the group what I got Lily, what Sunny got Lily for her birthday. And obviously her birthday's I happened. I still don't know. Um, it was the $1,100 Fenty leather miniskirt. Ooh. And I, would, I was looking for pictures, but the site is completely down right now. So I don't what really did know what Sunny sell to get an $1,100 miniskirt? How did Maybe Sunny her get soul. it? The, the other 27 leopard yeah. geckos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, painting and doing commissions. It's... Uh, Sunny, Sunny knows where the money is. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi everyone. I'm Scott Nicewander. I'm playing a mysterious character that you will meet in a few uh, exciting minutes, I suppose. Um, so I thought I'd just hit everyone with a Scott Nicewander fun fact. So when uh, I can't, I don't think I've mentioned this on a main episode yet, uh, but. When I came up with the idea for this new character, I pitched it to Jordan and we've been working on it for months. And for my birthday last year, Jordan got me a set of dice that is, uh, that has, it reflects the character that, that I, uh, am playing as they're very copper. They've got like some clockwork stuff around it. So there's some clues. I can post pictures to the, um, late to the party Instagram if you guys want to see it. Uh, so yeah, that's a little fun fact and I can't wait to roll with them and hopefully I get good rolls, but if history is any indicator, I probably will not. Come on, Scott, let your luck turn around. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. New character, you know, maybe you'll roll good new character, new luck. As you arrived into this new realm, you came to the city of Aethermore. Aethermore is a northern coastal city that has easy access to the trade routes and is only about a two-day travel to the capital city of Agorora. Uh, Aethermore, like all cities in this realm, is led by a town wizard. Uh, This town wizard has been in place for many years uncontested. Her name is Avis. She's an older Dorvan woman with a lovely white beard and memory like a trap. She was a friend of Phelan and Howard's before the last, last war. She's kind, but firm, and incredibly busy running her little town. You haven't really seen much of her since you arrived, other than her dashing about to and from places with much haste. Or is it just that she has short legs, and so it always looks like she's rushing? Either way, the gossip of the town when you arrived was the recently installed 19th pharaoh, the pharaoh of this realm, called Flowerhaven, uh, the 18th pharaoh of Flowerhaven, recently passed away at the ripe old age of 148 years old, about average for his Asimar lifespan. However, a 19th pharaoh did not come forward for many, many months, which led to an increase in attacks on smaller and less well-equipped villages from the monstrosities that roam the realm. After many months, the pharaoh did finally step forward, a fire genazi from the city of Dako. The 19th pharaoh made his journey to the capital city and was installed about two weeks before you got here. The monster's attacks had slowed just by the time you arrived. All had been calm and correct in the world for many months. Uh, It is now early fall, and there have been some rumors. Rumors of the monsters returning. You think you can hear them howling or screaming some nights, just outside the city walls. You're not from here, but you know this isn't normal. It can't be. And the townsfolk are scared. Animals are going missing. Three sheep from the Harker farm, a goat, and a decapitated rooster at the Whitmore co-op. The town is angry 
that Evis hasn't done anything to take care of it. We arrive in Aethermore, and uh, Scott, your character, is seeing all of this happen. You, you are, as you, as you do, loitering around the uh, the town walls, looking for you know what? What are you sniffing up? I think, um, you know, I'm on the hunt for anything that's kind of a mystery, anything that's kind of mysterious. If there's any uh, people walking into town that that's new to me, if there's, uh, you know, you had mentioned like missing animals, if there's a lead that I can get from there, I'm looking to solve a mystery. As you are hanging out in the town, you see entering from the western wall four very large and well-armored tieflings. Hmm. Uh, They're clearly carrying a lot of weaponry uh, and are wearing uh, nice armor and you can see bags slung over their back uh, that have furs and other things poking out. It looks like they are uh, traveling and not here to stay. Is that unusual? Does that strike me as like a, oh, that's interesting. Um, so people don't generally stop here if they can avoid it unless they have specific business here. Okay, 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 okay. I think, uh, and I'll do a proper character introduction in a bit here, but I, I will just say to myself, well, well, well. It seems we have a band of outcasts, perhaps searching for something, some one, perhaps searching for themselves. I can relate to that. For it is my calling in whatever you can say is my heart, an equivalent of a heart, that I must seek out mystery and solve the great wonders of the universe or this small town. And I will run up to these, uh, to these people. Um, so, so you, you walk up to these, uh, individuals, um, Yes! Greetings, travelers! My name is Quirty, the mystery machine. I can't help but notice that you are in town, and my intuition says that you are searching for something, and perhaps that I may be of some assistance with that, my dear friends. What, what mysteries do you have that I may solve? Uh, the one holding a great axe over his shoulder looks... How tall are you? I... That's a great question. Does anyone know how tall off the top of their head uh, that Warforged are? Uh, yeah, like, large. Large? Yeah, lengthy. Um, Looks you confidently in the eye. I'm at least over six feet tall, yeah. This one holding a great axe looks you confidently in confidently in the eye and says, well, we are on our way to the armory. Don't finish that thought. And I would like to just, I I, I would like to like Sherlock Holmes sort of like investigate around them to see what they're, what what they might be up to. Uh, yes, please do that. Is that just investigation? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it says it right there on the tin. Well, dang. First roll of the game uh, for QWERTY. I got a three, but my investigation is plus seven, so that is a ten. Please tell me that's something. Um, Look at those new dice go. Look at them go. Right in the trash. You, <laughs> you have no idea what these folks are up to. So, so things that you note, right? Uh-huh. They're big. Okay. They're, they're wearing armor. They have big weapons, so it doesn't really look like they might need armor or weapons unless they're doing anything special. Um, Sure. They've got big bags uh, that don't really look like they have anything to sell, so it doesn't look like they have anything in particular that they're trying to do. They just... You said they... 
you said they had furs with them too? Uh, yes. Like one of them had, okay. had fur poking out of uh, her bag. Fantastic. Then I'm just going to turn to that one and say, ah, yes, I see that you are barbers. And uh, I believe we have people, we already have an established barber shop in town, but perhaps they take, uh, you know, students. Um, is this, tell me I'm right. I'm right, right? I got this, I solved this mystery? Uh, you can see the four of them sort of looking at one another. Yes, mystery solved, good day. And they push past you, uh, hastening off. Well, fantastic. Something tells me. Do I get uh, any sort of vibe about them that they were lying to me at oh, all? Oh, yeah, give me an insight that? check. All right. Watch me, like, stall the game entirely because I can't roll any good checks. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that is an 11 total. Um, and what is your passive perception and your passive uh, investigation type things? Both 17. Your insight... Uh, your insight vibes that these these people were definitely lying to you. Um, they just, they just hmm. did not want you around and are worried that you're going to cause trouble. You like mystery and, and more than more than mystery, you kind of you kind of like like things that are little secrets that can be found. Of course. Which, which is just really what a mystery is. You can tell that all four of them have secret compartments on their armor and on mm. their bags that are hiding things that would not have been found through the town guards, like, checks. They, they, they are definitely hiding things that they don't want people to know that they have. It seems this tale just got a little bit more interesting. I will follow them, secretly, stealthily, to where they might be going. Please roll stealth. And did you say that out loud to yourself? I say everything out loud to myself, but I whisper it, okay? I whisper it to myself. Great, so QWERTY's inner monologue is out loud. Yes, correct. Um, I got a 14 plus six, that is a dirty 20. Excellent, you're gonna be able to follow them without I swoosh my little. I swoosh my little cloak around me and like in, in front of my face like I'm Batman and I'm like, yes, to the shadows I go. Um... Cordy, you follow this group quietly as they sneak through town and uh, the first place that they actually go is to the blacksmith. And Cordy, you know, you know everybody in the town. You of course. you know the blacksmith Vesper, you know you know that Lily Davis works in the blacksmith and she's been perfecting her her edges on swords. You, you know everybody and everything. So you, if you walk into this store, you have been here enough times that you, uh, especially with that dirty 20, can just stay hidden and overhear things. Um, Perfect, yes. Uh, but Lily, you uh, just finished pulling something out of a cold water dip as four massive tieflings walk into your shop. Now, you've been in Aethermore a few months and there's like one, maybe two other tieflings in town. You know, they're not anybody that you've like made friends with, but also you don't have any problem with them. They're just people, beings. Uh, when, when these four walk in, they tower over you. They are taller and broader and intimidating in every sense of the word as they walk in and not recognizing you go, where's Vesper? I'm just going to go with not here. We're kind of in a time crunch and we would like to have him, him work on some things for us. Are you, do you do all of the things that 
do you Lily do, you do just the things? individually staring at each one of them, just looking at them, and then after a couple of seconds, looking at the next one. And she's just going to really casually say, yeah, I know how to do a thing or two. I'm going to need you to give me a deception check. <laughs> you don't know how to do a thing or two. <laughs> hey, you know how to do a thing, not two. Have you ever heard of yeah, the color the green? The That's me. <laughs> or, or I guess maybe persuasion. Like, how confident are you in your abilities right now? I mean, even- I'm, I'm just not going to let these people intimidate me. Great. Like, I'll I'm running you- the shop right now. Okay, I'll let you use either of those then. What what was it? Was deception or... Or persuasion. Nah, they're both plus two. So that's a nine. We're doing so good. Can you at least get him a message? Uh, yeah, you know how to write? <sighs> one of them pulls out a piece of parchment and a paper. Hands it to another one because they know how to write. <laughs> Um, so they uh, they each unload large weapons and uh, a small a small pouch that clinks when it's set on the table or on the counter and a note that just says the usual <laughs> uh, and then it's signed A. Lily picks it up and looks at it and says, "Ah, you're one of those people that goes by letters." A is a perfectly fine name. Yes, well, I th- I hope you all have a great day, and I'll get this on to uh, to what's his face when he shows back up. Please also let him know that we intend to leave tonight. Yep, sure. As soon as he gets back. All right, then they are going to walk out. Cordy, are you going to follow them? And Lily, what do you do with the? equipment that they have now dumped in front of you. Oh, I'm definitely investigating all of it. I think I think as soon as they leave, uh, Cordy pops out and he just goes, Oh, yes, another twist in this tale. Very interesting. Wouldn't you say, Lily? <sighs> hey, Q. Yeah, I don't know who those people were. <laughs> they seem to be... Well, my first thought was barbers, but that doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, they're a little heavier equipped than your average barber. I just thought they were cutting, like, really big hair. I don't know. Like troll hair? Hair is new to me. I've not really experienced a haircut myself. I am quite unfamiliar, but... It seems these people must be up to. Lily's walked away something. from Q and is oh, investigating and the items. <laughs> yep, that tends to happen. Uh, Lily, please go ahead and what are you investigating specifically? I'm going to look in the pouch first, or whatever the pouch items are first, because those are obviously the most interesting. Yeah, okay. So you, you open it up um, and it has about half a dozen small vials in it that are capped shut and have um, sort of, some of them have a clear liquid in them and some of them have a green liquid in them. What check do I want you to give me? I, I guess just give me an investigation check um, on these. I'm going to hand Cordy a green one and say, drink this. Does um, Cordy doesn't have like a nose to like sniff things or really any sort of thing. I've not really given a good description of Cordy. I didn't yeah, know when we wanted to what, do that. What Cordy looks like as Cordy holds the vial. Yeah, C- Cordy is a warforged. Um and they are very tall obviously as we've discussed, but they they've got a very roguish Sherlock Holmes vibe about them, uh, or should I say a Kensington Chalet vibe about them. <laughs> and uh, they've got a cloak. Uh, they've got maybe some moss growing on them. Warforged are these woody, like constructs of wood and metal. So there's a uh, sort of mossy wood underneath the cloak and a sort of, uh, a sort of childlike whimsy about them as they're discovering uh, their purpose in the world around them a little bit. Uh, but mostly just, uh, I'm thinking one of those 
like uh like glasses that has all those little individual glasses that can like zoom in even further like to inspect things you know what i mean like like if you can imagine benjamin franklin's bifocals in national treasure <laughs> it's that sort of thing come on so Scott, there's like color gadget inspector gadget when he's like looking at the coin yeah so it's it's that sort of vibe about it lots of like um almost st- steampunky sort of like lenses in front of lenses on on uh, on their head so that's cordy and cordy will use all those magnifying glasses to look at this little what'd you say it was a vial, a vial a capsule? Of, of liquid yeah. yes and I would just like to just make a general, I guess, investigation to see if I notice anything particular about it. Okay. Um, Excellent. If that's okay. So that's a nat one. <laughs> you see it looks tasty. I have a plus seven to things like investigation, and I just can't roll good at all. Um, I am going to give you advantage here because... You're too kind. Oh, well, because you described to me exactly what you were doing in, in great detail. Yeah. She really doesn't want you to die in episode one. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. You can just roll a new character. Nobody's attached. All right. So upon second inspection, uh, Cordy notices, uh, Cordy gets a um, 24. <laughs> Cordy, what you can tell simply from looking at this is that uh, this is a pretty significant and severe uh, poison of some ah. kind. Um, and you could also tell as you tip the, the vial from side to side that it it's it's more viscous than like some of the poisons you're familiar with. Uh, you're not uh, entirely sure why that might be. But, but it does have a higher viscosity and it's clinging to uh, the glass pretty strongly. Okay, it's sticky. This appears to be sticky poison. And that's all that I know about it. And I relay that to Lily, obviously. Mm, I guess you probably shouldn't drink that then. Why don't you put it back in the pouch? I am resistant to it as a mechanical meta thing. <laughs> See, I knew. I knew it was good. That right. would have been a fun way for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Lily will go ahead and move on from the uh, collection of vials to inspecting what equipment they've left behind. Um, yeah, so there's a, a couple of really nice broadswords, a, a great axe, a flail, um, like really nice, heavy, expensive equipment and weaponry. Um, and you know what? Because you've been working in the blacksmith for a handful of months, let's say that you can also have investigation on this check. Specifically because you're looking at weapons. Okay. Inve- you mean advantage on it? or Yeah, what did I say? Investigation. investigation. I was you like, can have advantage on this investigation, you know. All right, well, the first cool. one I rolled was 17. The second one was not as good, so 17. As you, Lily, you run your hand sort of over these blades feeling just how like it's it's almost like supple like like you're you're touching nice leather it feels really good but then the edges feel like they are ever so slightly almost like jagged in a way that would absolutely uh deal like painful damage as it was going into someone or that might um, allow for some sort of a residue to cling to it. Interesting. I'm not going to share this with Cordy. I think Cordy, as as Lily's investigating it, is talking about how they're re- they're Im- uh, resistant to poison. Is like yes, like just monologuing, like yes. Well, I may be resistant to the the harm in this little vial, but the true harm is the mystery of my own existence. What am I? Well, who? What? Who shall I be someday? And like no one's paying attention. <laughs> While uh, looking over all of these, Lily's gonna do a little mini spark test to see what they're all made out of. Um. So that's a steel phenomena that you can do, or I guess an iron casting phenomena that you can do where when you grind a little bit 
of metal, it will shoot sparks and the sparks mean different things. And so you can identify classes of alloys that way. That's a Camille fact, isn't it? That's just a Camille fact. (laughs) The more you know, friends. Okay. So you're, you're testing for what now? I'm just seeing like if there's anything interesting about what the blades are made out of. Would that have just fallen under the investigation from earlier? Yeah, that would have fallen under the investigation from earlier. Um, so metagame for a moment. Jordan doesn't know. Like, like obviously they could have like silver in them. They could be silvered weapons. If you they don't want them steel. to be anything interesting, like just say nothing interesting. Cool spark show, yeah. but they're just regular steel. Yeah, cool. Cool sparks show, but it's just regular steel. All right, Lily just sets it all back on the table and Lily knocks on the door and says, Vesper, some weird, tall, beefy people come dropped off some weapons for you. They seemed in a hurry. Lily, you knocked on the door and uh, Vesper, a a short uh, little halfling man, pokes his head up from behind his desk, looks at you surprised and alarmed. Uh, grabs his spectacles off of the desk and follows you out. Uh, um, oh, oh goodness. Um, um, all right. Uh, he sort of bustles out, puts on his spectacles, peers at the items. Do you give him the note? Uh, it's still sitting on the table. Okay. He, he, he sees the note. Ah, yes. Um, um, Miss... Miss Lilith, uh, li- Lily, um, uh, uh, you have the rest of the day off. Uh, uh yeah, okay. Uh, uh, please, please, um, uh, hello, Quirty. Um, please, please yes. es- escort out, uh, Quirty here and, and flip the, the sign on your way out, would you? Mm-hmm. Lily tries to sleight of hand grab one of the pouches as she leaves. Woo! Um... Please do uh, give me a sleight of hand check. Uh, does a 13 cut it? You bet. You snag one of the pouches that they left on the counter. Quirty also investigate this or, or, or perceive this. Uh, no, your pass is of a 17. You saw Lily yeah. take it. Awesome. Lily pulls uh. off her apron, tosses it and says, come on, Q, let's go. Very good. Uh, let us go, Lily. Mystery awaits. Lily says, do you drink? I can, but it will have no effect on me. Right. What, what do you do then when you don't have to work? Because I was going to go get a beer. Yeah, I mean, I'll, um, I'll join you. It's just the company's nice. I just can't actually. I don't, I don't drink anything. Have you ever gotten like rowdy on oil? <gasps> that is, that is, that is a false thing that people think about Warforged. No, um, no. <laughs> you ever get a, I, I think, a, a sap tap? <laughs> a sap tap. I think Cordy's just going to be like, well, I've never done that, but we can always try and see what happens. For that is a mystery in itself. And wherever there are mysteries, I will be there to solve them. I imagine Lily has long gone. Oh yeah, no, I'm well outside of earshot and know that you'll catch up with me. Wait, okay, I'm coming. Uh, Cordy, with your passive perception, you also saw the four tieflings from before sort of sneaking sneaking out of mm-hmm. a particular dark corner of town mm-hmm. um, before meandering off. Cordy, you chase off after Lily, who has uh, gone to the tavern. As you enter this tavern, it's mid midday, early afternoon, so it is not particularly crowded. Um, but it is shockingly rowdy um, because as you walk in, you see in the corner playing their little hearts out, Sunny Days and the Not Kayleys. 
That's pretty good. Uh, Sunny, can you please reintroduce your character in this moment? Um, so, uh, <laughs> you see Sunny standing up on the stage, uh, playing a, a liar. Um, and it's got like, I have no idea what a liar looks like, but th there's a part of it that looks like a wolf's head, um, which is really cool. Um, and in front of all of the uh, performers is the best performer, Auntie, who is dancing around in a little top hat. Auntie, your leopard gecko. Yeah. Is dancing in a top hat. Yeah. I'll put him in a suit jacket too. <laughs> Don't you make me. <laughs> Can you describe this dancing in extreme detail, please? Uh, yes. So he does like little jumps up with his front legs and then he'll kick one leg out to the side. But at that point he falls forward or backward. And so he does it again and then the other way. Um, and it kind of isn't fluid, but sometimes he can like balance on his tail and he does little circles. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, Sunny sees Lily walk into the bar and is just so thrilled, like gets really into it um, because she's seeing, uh, you know, like a very like attractive and like Lily's always been attractive, but somehow looking more like a tiefling. It's like, so Lily, after going through the portal, just completely transformed. So where she used to look sort of normal skin tone for the real, like the Miami world. She, mm -hmm. uh, now has red tiefling skin. So she's a red tiefling and, uh, Ooh. she has now very, very long black hair. That's like braided down her back so she can work in the forge, but she has it shaved on the sides. So it's like Mohawk braid kind of deal. Um, and since she's been working at the forge for these months, she's become very muscular, even more so than she was. So just super like hot, sweaty, like in the forge, probably dirty, aggressive looking tiefling. Yeah. So Sunny sees, uh, Lily and Cordy walk in and, um, the song's ending and she hops off the stage and she walks up to them and. Sonny's like, what's up, Cherry Bomb? How you doing, Control-Alt-Delete? <laughs> uh, what song was she playing? <laughs> Soon may the weatherman come. <laughs> the weatherman! <laughs> the weatherman! The weatherman, Tyler! The weatherman! <laughs> you mean the guy who gives the forecast? <laughs> <laughs> weatherman. Soon may the weatherman come. Soon may the weatherman come to That's bring us. That's not a us. copyrighted song, right? It's not yet. It's, it's Wellerman in Wellerman. the song you're thinking of. But it is now. Can I need lyrics for Weatherman? <laughs> Soon may the weatherman come to bring us to bring forecast, us forecast. To bring us fun. <laughs> Speaking of we Weatherman, Ben, you are in the library restocking books. Yeah, that's what they call me. Ben, the weather. Uh, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, that song's about Ben. Everybody's like, they don't know. No idea why he's the weatherman. He stalks book at, books at the library. I had to but fully, like, I started talking before my brain, brain clicked on that one. That was good, Jordan. <laughs> can, can, thank you. Can I get interaction with uh, QWERTY before we totally flip? Like, yeah. Like yeah, one line ahead. from QWERTY, anything you got. Oh, just... Uh, you called me Control-Alt-Delete? <laughs> I do not understand what that reference is, but I, trust me, I will, one of these days, get to the bottom of it. Oh, QWERTY, I, belie I, I, I believe in you. You got this. QWERTY, oh, start you, with thank computers. You so much. To the library! <laughs> <laughs> there we go! Uh, that, is, that is not a necessary component at this time. <laughs> Um, Ben, speaking of weatherman, uh, you are in the library restocking books and in your brain, you hear, got a new drop. Come pick it up. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, and I look around and see if anybody just saw that outburst. Um, it's never fun getting a message dropped directly into your brain. And I, uh, I, I shoot back in, in the brain communications, uh, OMW. And then my brain corrects to on my way. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> With an 
exclamation point. Is this yeah. the newest like version of brainwaves? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm running. I'm running Brain OS 14.2. We're good. I've got dark mode inside the brain. We're all everything's good. Um, cool. Yeah. So I've got this. Uh, got this incoming drop. I got to go pick up. Tell me about that. I don't look any different, by the way. I'm just still wearing sunglasses when I don't need to. They think I'm special because of that. Like I, I do it for mystique in this realm. <laughs> yeah, so that that message that just came in definitely sounded like Raph, this guy that you've been doing some uh, particular things for mostly when things when when particular items come from out of town, you make sure that they make it to the place that they are intended to go. You wouldn't call this guy a fence, but he's not not a fence. You head off toward the main square, which is sort of on the the western part of town. And you you know that you can sort of walk around without being noticed. People don't super pay attention to you. But as you sort of duck into some back alleyways, I am going to have you make a stealth check just to not not be seen or get any particular suspicion thrown on you. Cool. Uh, stealth check is going to be an 11 plus 4, 15. So you duck in to uh, a little back stairwell that leads you uh, downstairs underneath the building for Our Lady of Flowering Plants Church. Okay. And you know exactly where to look for what you're looking for. You don't even expect to interact with anyone here. Although do a do a quick perception check to see if you are alone mm. here. Uh perception is going to be a four. Uh, yeah, you, you you are totally alone here. No one is watching. No one is here. Um, and you see um, a little black bag on sort of a right inside the door. You shouldn't even need to walk in. You can just reach in and grab it. And as soon as you do, you hear again in your head uh, to hold this place. Uh, down past the square, which you know that Holtz's is a magic shop that sort of deals. I mean, they're they're a normal shop, right? Yeah, you know, totally, totally, totally normal. Uh, I at the getting the message, I I drop the bag out of one hand and catch it with the other hand because I'm startled. Make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, dexterity saving throw is a dirty twenty. Oh, Great. Uh, so you head over uh, to the Holtz uh, magic shop called the Fireball, and uh, just as you are walking over there, right through the middle of Town Square, or actually, what path would you take? Would you go the most direct route, or would you try to be stealthy? Uh, no, I think I would go the most direct route. I think the only thing I'm going to do by trying to be stealthy is, it's it's the middle of broad daylight, right? The only thing I'm going to do is stir up trouble. Yes, it is the middle of broad daylight. Yeah. So I'm going to take the most direct route. Great. So you are headed that way uh, when you see Avis, the, or Evis, the uh, town wizard, rush into the square. Oh, Ben, Ben, you must, you must stay. You, you could be very, are you busy? Can, can you, can you uh, help me out with a thing? So, um... Here's the thing. Okay. Um, I need a bit of help and support because, as you might know, um, some of the townspeople aren't super thrilled with me. Yeah. And uh, are upset because lots of their... Animals are dying and they're finding things, and so they they say that it's monsters. I know, of course, that it is not monsters. It's gotta it's gotta be something like wolves, right? Yeah, I mean, from what you told me about the wolves in this this place, uh, yeah, I mean that seems the most likely occurrence. 
Um, hey, look, I, I am totally down to uh, beat the ever loving crap out of some wolves. Uh, I just got to run this into the shop real quick. Can I, I, you know, two minutes? I'll be right back. I swear. And as you do that, or as you say that, um, and actually, Quirty, you hear suddenly that a commotion is starting outside the <sighs> bar where you are. You see uh, <laughs> a royal collar, and uh, Ben, you see a royal collar approaching with two royal guards to the town square and immediately running over, going over to the bell and ringing the bell that calls everyone from the town out ah. to the town square. A commotion. Uh, ben, what is you, a commotion? It's not a loud mystery. There are lots of people who begin to walk into the town square and you do not get to go to this magic shop right now. Okay. I can't just I can't just get lost in the crowd and disappear. Uh do you want to try to stealth away? Yeah. I think I would like, you know, while while Evis is distracted, I think I would, uh, yeah, try to just like disappear into the crowd. Hang on. Okay. Um. So stealth would be an eighteen plus four twenty two. You are able. You know what? I'm gonna roll for Evis. Oh yeah, you're able to sneak away unseen. By anyone. Okay. And if I'm breaking your thing by doing this, just don't, you know. Okay, cool. You are not. I, uh, Jordan, the DM, wanted to put you in an uncomfortable situation holding potentially dangerous contraband in the middle of a crowd. There, yeah. I think that definitely I, I disappeared. Um, and I'm trying to get to the magic shop to drop my thing off before I, I go kill some wolves. Lily, Sunny, and Cordy, hearing this commotion and being quite near the town square, you can arrive fairly ah. quickly yes uh cool i i do that i mean i hear a commotion and what is a commotion but a loud mystery um i will run run towards it excellent and uh sunny uh you haven't heard from your mom since this morning are you gonna look around for her Sure. I'll, I'll, uh, can I like investigate or something? Perception? Yeah, just perception. do like a perception check. You're looking for your mom in this crowd of people. 14? There's just a lot of people. There's, there's a lot. Mm hmm. Certainly. Um, so, Quirty, Lily, and Sunny, as you gather in this town square, um, the first things that you notice, and Quirty, if you want to give me a specific investigation check for this, you are more than welcome to. Um, the first thing that you note is the royal collar dressed in you know very very fine looking uh silks and and just very nice garments that absolutely look like uh he would not uh do well in a tussle uh and then on either side of him you see these two very buff butch looking warrior women one with a spear one with a sword uh and they both have uh, hand crossbows at their hip. They are armed to the teeth and could absolutely take anybody out who tries to start something right now. Can I like whisper to QWERTY or Lily and be like, who are these people? That's right, because Sunny and Lily are new to the area. So QWERTY would absolutely be familiar with this, although it's been a while since you've seen anyone in particular from the capital, but uh, you can tell by the insignias that are um, on their armor as well as on the, the collar's um, shirt sort of stitched on there. It is a small little sort of hawkish looking bird that is embroidered on on everything mm. um and that's potentially related to the new royals it's it's kind of hard to tell where where their fashion particularly comes from the crowd sort of quiets down as the caller steps up hear ye hear ye by order of his royal highness each town and city, large enough to sustain an armed force, 
must now contribute an additional 25% of their forces to the armed royal guard. Alternatively, if any town is unable to field sufficient adventurers, they may provide gold such that we may provide, pay for mercenaries from other lands. This tax will be imposed at a rate doubling the current tax. If anyone has questions or concerns to be addressed, these concerns should be addressed to the Royal Guard. And you see the two women sort of roll their shoulders a little bit like, all right, let's go. Party, what do you do? Uh, I think at this point I've, I've come back to the crowd. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Ben, you're arriving back and, and you hear hubbub within the crowd. There's... Cool. So, as soon, yeah, as soon as they finish the uh, speech, I'm just going to kind of wander back to where I see the people I know in the crowd and just, like, clap QWERTY on the back and just be like, so, uh, what's up, Q-Dog? Are we getting drafted into the uh, royal military here, or what do we know? Unclear. Uh, so, there is a hubbub of everybody sort of all talking to one another at once. Um does anybody want to do an insight vibe yeah, check? I on definitely, the crowd? Let's, that, let's, that was my first question is like, how is everyone responding to this? Um, I, I rolled a, if you want an insight, I rolled a, a 17 plus four. So 21. Uh, I got a 15. Yeah. I'm going to roll insight having only heard part of that. And I got a 15, like, like trying to figure out what's going on as much as I am trying to figure out what the, the vibe is like. Ben, you just got up here. You can tell that the town, or not the town crier, the um, the the royal caller just announced something that people don't like, and there there is is hubbub and concern. Um, Cordy, you got above a twenty. You can tell, like, not only are people frustrated, um, but they're also a little scared. Um, there hasn't been sort of something like this or, or a need for this for, for a couple of months. Like they did have to send, everybody had to send some people a couple of months ago when sort of the monsters were attacking some of the smaller towns. And, you know, a, a couple of your, your friends went and, or a couple of the, the people that you know around town went and like helped out, but it's really been several months of like calm. It's been, you know, seven months since anybody, sort of had any issues like it's been it's been chill so uh you're worried a little um and everybody else is 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 worried and a little bit angry and you start to hear some voices call out over the crowd well what about what about our problems we've got concerns here in Athamore that haven't been dealt with yeah when are we gonna get fixed whatever's happening down south we don't care about what's going on in the capital. Why are they making us steal people? Why are they stealing our men? Lily, Lily is amused and just yells, Yeah, and what about the children? <laughs> yeah, what about the children? What about the children? The children! They can't be growing up without their parents. <laughs> so do we get the... In- since this is about to become like a bad situation... However, the crowd is not far from becoming a mob situation. Where is Evis during all this? Avis. Uh, so she is right, still kind of smack dab where you left her in shock. Uh, and you actually see her go up to the royal collar and they they seem to be arguing quite passionately. Can Sonny yell uh, no taxation without rep- representation? Yeah, go for it. Do it. No taxation without representation. I don't know what that means, but I agree. Lily starts a, we won't pay chant. Roll a charisma check, Lily. Man, we're going to overthrow the government in like episode one. This is pretty good. Uh, That'll be a 17. Uh, Yeah, a a handful of folks near you start shouting, we won't pay, we won't go. 
Um, so we, this town uh, does not have any discernible like guard, right? We we don't have like a. There's no protection. I here. mean, there's there's a handful of scrappy guys who like, you know, there's a couple of retirees who sort of check folks in as they come in through the gates and stuff. But no, there's not a discernible. I'm gonna guard. push my way through the crowd up to the the royal guard people. And I'm going to go up to them, and I don't know if anybody's following me, but I'm going to go up to them and just say, hey, um, look, I, you know, I don't know what's kind of going on around here. I think, uh, we, you know, we might have a local wolf problem. But other than that, uh, things around here are pretty good if y'all wouldn't mind just, you know, scram, vamoosin, get, getting out of here and kind of leaving us to our, to our own sort of manifest destiny here. You know, I don't speak for the people or anything, but... Uh, it seems like there's about to be a bad situation if, if you people don't just uh, disappear. Uh, and are you say you're saying this to the the guardswomen? Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the town caller basically is arguing. I, I'm I'm gonna like step in between Avis and the and the town crier basically, or the the royal the royal caller. I'm gonna give you the option to persuade or intimidate. Um, I think at this moment I'm trying to persuade in in, in like a you can see what's gonna happen kind of way. All right. So go ahead and do that. Uh, persuasion is going to be a 13 plus 4, 17. Well, sir, you see, I am just the messenger, and you know what they say. Messengers are not the bad guy. Uh, yeah, we have a, say- a saying like that, kind of like where I'm from. Um, basically what, what I'm saying here, uh, me also not being the bad guy is, um, go away. Pretty, pretty straight. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Just, de- I think you can hear him back there. You know, hell no, we won't go. Right? Like, they do not want to go to the capital to die for you. The royal guard travels. Uh, well, think of it this way: the royal guard gets to travel all around the the realm, all over Flower Haven, and they can. They, they can see different places. You know, if you've been in Aethermore your whole life, there's so much world that you haven't ever seen. And and what are... How... We don't... I'm going to turn back around to the angry mob of people and just kind of like say... I'm not going to yell in the microphone, but I'm going to say loud enough to be heard. Uh, hey, um, any of you want to go see the world? Question mark. <laughs> I will say this does get Cordy's attention. Um, Jordan, do what, what is my history with with the the kind of royal guard? Are they so a war forged like myself were literally forged for war? Was it on their side or was it on a different side or was it a completely separate thing entirely? It was against the royal guard. Yes. Okay. So you you definitely fought against them, um, but also. Uh, the Royal Guard, so so from your, your history, the Royal Guard are the people who sort of almost like saved you in a way from potential decommission. Like when, when everybody was frozen on the battlefield and they sort of went through and, and figured out like, okay, which of these Warforged can override their imperatives and which ones cannot? And the ones that cannot, they go get decommissioned, and Qwerty was one of the ones who could override his imper- their imperative, and so Qwerty then was like, "You're you're familiar yes, with so them." I, I yes. will let you decide if you feel negative, positive. So just just to kind of s- summarize in a more kind of palatable way for the audience, I think Qwerty was was basically built to fight against this faction of people, but upon losing the war. Um, these, the, these folks kind of sent me, uh, sort of recovered me and let me on my, let me be on my way. Um, so I have mixed emotions towards them. On one hand, I was literally programmed to kill them. On the other hand, they did set me on a path where I could choose my own life. Um, and they're offering to see the world. So it's kind of appealing in a sense, I think Cordy's, if he had, if Cordy had ears, they would be perked up a little bit at the idea of seeing the world and figuring out what is their purpose in life. How did the rest of the town folk respond 
the ones with blood. How do they feel about it? And and honestly, Ben, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a smattering of responses. You're gonna get some heck no's. You're gonna get some ah, you know, seeing seeing the world could be nice. Uh, you're gonna get one of I'm only twelve. And and the crowd is getting a little bit riled up before anything else happens. Um, is what is everybody in the party uh, doing or looking at or looking for? Um, there's there's sort of a lot of commotion. Are you are you trying to calm people? Are you investigating things? Yeah, I think I think uh, Qwerty, upon thinking of, of about seeing the world through the royal guard, kind of that thought leaves their head um, as they're hearing these voices from the crowd and is trying to see if the the strangers from earlier who we've been kind of tracking are here because that seems like a local mystery. And if there's anything that Cordy loves, it's a mystery that I don't have to leave home for. Cordy, go ahead and give me an investigation check on that. Uh, that's a 24. You look around and you you know that these tieflings were, were tall. They were large. They would stand out in a crowd. Like, not, not to say that, that the people of Aethermore aren't aren't tall. You know, they're, they're varied sizes, but they were, these were large individuals. Hmm. And you don't see them. Hmm. You don't see them anywhere. Curiouser, curiouser. Miss Davis, I see the fellow tieflings we were following are not here in this crowd. How peculiar? Well, they aren't from here. But you'd think they'd want to see what this commotion is, and yet... They seem to be preoccupied with their own agenda. Hmm. It sounds like your agenda involves finding them. Indeed! I love a good local mystery. (laughs) As my inner monologue had said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) We try to signal at Ben that he should slip away from the front and we should just move on. Ben is right in the thick of it all, um, and he has Avis right next to him, and... All right, um, Ben, Yeah, so, what's up? Uh, I think... I... I appreciate uh, your help, and, and, and I agree that the townsfolk of Aethermore do not have much desire to... Join the guard at this time. So how about, since since you've been so wonderfully helpful and because you have displayed such uh, remarkable, although bizarre sometimes, uh, magical abilities, um, perhaps, perhaps if I set you in charge of investigating whatever is happening out on on these folks' farms so you can find whatever that monster is and um maybe maybe you should take the 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 little q tree with you they're they like things like that right yeah um, i can certainly figure out what's going on with these uh with these wolves for you that that is not a problem whatsoever are you going to handle the the goon squad here or should i be worried about that too i it is rare that something between the cities and the capital cannot be solved by diplomacy. All right, yeah, I'm going to go uh, do something else then. That is not my speciality, as it were. <laughs> um, and she she sort of claps her hands. People of Aether, I hear your complaints and concerns. Uh, you hear another holler from the back. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> and I hear. I'm going to head back to my friends. Great. So she is sort of in the process of calming people down. I hear your concerns. I hear your complaints. And we will get through this. The There are diplomatic policies and procedures in place. It's such that this sort of intrusion by capital forces, you know, back when, before I was town wizard of Royal Guard marching into your city would be considered an invasion. 
See, and she she's okay. off on just talking about a bunch of stuff. If you wanted to meander out, um, vibe check on the crowd, it's calming quite a little bit. She's led them for 15, 20 years. They trust so her. I was, I was going to wave to the team and bring everybody together. And uh, with a single solitary tear in my eye, I'm going to say, hey, team, uh, huddle up, y'all. Uh, yeah, come here real quick. Huddle is formed. Um, I'm going to say, hey, I don't understand why we're standing in a circle touching arms, but I... Well, so we want kind of like it. We don't want anybody else to hear what we're talking about theoretically, but we do want each other to hear what we're talking about. So it's it's like a thing back where we're from. You just kind of got to roll with it. Uh, hey, uh, how would you like a mystery? <gasps> Mr. Roth, I would like nothing more. 